When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh. This is Bobby Okereke, inside linebacker for the Indianapolis Colts, and you are tuning into the Blue Stable Podcast. Another few days have passed from the debacle that was that press conference on Monday night. Had a few days to digest what was going on. And if you see some light on the right side of my face, yes, that is my tablet getting ready for Desmond Ritter season, hopefully, uh, in Atlanta. So, welcome. Obviously, to the Blue Stable Podcast, Michael Peavy here, as always, joined by me, Landon Oliver, Marcus, a.k.a. Culture Shock. Gentlemen, we've had a few days to, you know, sit back and kind of digest what has gone on uh, in that crazy span of Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. How are we feeling, you know, on on the overall where the Colts stand today? How, How do we feel, Landon? Well, um, not really much different than I felt a few days ago. Um, what's that old saying? You you always win your first press conference. Um, and uh, I believe Jeff Saturday definitely won his first press conference. He sounded good. Apparently, there's a lot of energy around there, a lot of good stuff. The issue for me is that none, none of it is coaching related. Um, I think there was it, – it's just personnel. And until he gets more out of the personnel, which we'll see if he can or not, look – uphill battle um we'll talk about it here in a few minutes but yeah i I mean i'm not expecting the world but definitely uh hope hope jeff is uh prepared and i'm sure he will be but yeah i don't i mean yeah it is what it is marcus yeah yeah i kind of feel the same way it is what it is at the end of the day we all love jeff as a person we probably love him even more after that whole fiery up press conference but i need that to transpire to the field love you jeff but to have to go towards the gameplay we still low expectations for the rest of the season, but he's a good guy. And I love the energy that he brings because it's a totally different feeling besides what we currently had. So I'm, I'm fine right now at the moment. Yeah. I think this was, I'm, I'm not entire, entirely sure if you were looking for that X's and O's guy, uh, especially just coming from ESPN, no coaching experience. Again, it, it's just still wild to think about that process of hiring an interim coach that just does have has no experience. Jeff Saturday was passionate. He was adamant about his qualification for the job to be here. And again, this isn't about Jeff Saturday. This isn't anything against him. It's nothing against him. There are some people out there that are making it against him. Our problem is with Jim Mercer and how he handled all of this. Jeff Saturday, like he said, he could be 
bad at this. And then at the end of the season, he'll say, God bless you. And he's out. Well, as the coach, and then he'll be the general manager. But for, for coaching wise, I think he's, you know, he's the rah-rah guy. He's the PR guy. Be passionate in everything. I think it's good uh, for Indianapolis, especially what happened Monday night. I think it's good. You know, uh, we, we've seen on Twitter that the last couple practices were a little bit more spirited, a little bit more amped up than normal. Jeff Saturday definitely being vocal during these practices, but is it just as a rah-rah guy or is it as a CEO X's and O's type of guy? And we'll find out this Sunday against the Oakland Raiders, and that's going to be a, a a good test. Josh McDaniels, a Super Bowl-winning offensive coordinator, going up against Jeff Saturday, a Super Bowl-winning center. So it, it'll be interesting. There are some things that are working against him. There are some things that are working for him. And in well, what's working for him, he has nothing to lose. He can leave and go right back to ESPN. He can leave, go right back to Georgia, keep on going to Bristol, Connecticut for, for cult segments on ESPN, get in that suit and tie, still making tons of money. Or he can succeed at this, get a job on coaching or in the front office, and guess what? Now he's a pillar in that organization officially. So all those good things, we will see how the rest of the season plays out. I, I guess my next question for you guys would be, what is it that you expect? Like what, and, and I was asking this question and many more are asking this question now. What are we expecting to see or for him to prove in nine, eight games left? This is like, he has no, no teaching period. There is no installment period. There are no OTAs to sit down, hand out playbooks and go over these things. There is none of that. So, Landon, I'll start with you. What is it that you personally are looking for in Jeff Saturday over the, the rest of this season? Well, first off, I'll let you know that um, if he does have to play the Oakland Raiders this weekend, we're probably going to get a win because there's no longer a football team in Oakland. Um, they are in Las Vegas, so – that's a that that's gonna be a that's gonna be a a good thing for Jeff if he's got to play the Oakland Raiders, um, but if he's got to play the Las Vegas Raiders, that's a completely different story here. Um, as far as what I'm looking for, for from Jeff, uh, look when it comes to being a head coach, I think there's this like preconceived notion that you have to call plays and put together this massive playbook and all this stuff. No, like a head coach's job to me much more than anything is to inspire your coaches that are under you, the people in that building, and your players. Um, and you help them grow as men. You put them in the best position to succeed. It's much more about execution. That's why you have positional coaches. You have these guys that can come in and teach and inspire and, and all that stuff. You you have to have a, a pillar system. So what I'm expecting from Jim is pretty much what he's actually kind of been doing, it seems like. You know, you come in, you can't come into that building and just start, I guess, I don't really know like a good way to say it. Like he, you can't be phony. He, like the players, the coaches, everybody in that building, they smell through the bullshit. I mean, like I think Ryan Kelly said it, of, of course, Ryan Kelly was talking, of course, but 
um he he said it in in an interview he said you know like you you can't come in like players will smell through the bullshit um and, and it's true it's what happens in a locker room so uh this is a guy that's going to come in he's going to be authentic he's going to be himself he's not going to be anything that he's not told you he's going to be um he's going to be real and he's he's going to put these players and try to inspire them and put them in the best uh, position to succeed and you know that he'll change some stuff i mean you can't walk into the building and keep everything the same like you have to change things up whether it's you know the time of practice whether it's how practice goes the direction of things like the intensity some of the different workouts like the way game plans are put together like there's many things that you have to change you can't just come in and keep doing what the old regime did because if you did the old regime wouldn't be gone but there's other thing that goes into it too which is like i said you got to be yourself you got to come in you don't have to be an x's and o's guy you can lean on the people that are there, which it seems to be what he's doing with Milanovic, Parks Frazier now, the offensive coordinator. Um, obviously, Scotty Montgomery, Reggie's there. Like, they're all hyped, you know. A lot of people have seen the discourse of, you know, well, why was Reggie Wayne passed over? And then it came out the other day, like, you know, like whenever he named Park Frazier the offensive coordinator, Reggie Wayne was excited. He, you know, banged the table and said, let's go, let's get to work. So uh, that's what you want to see out of your coaches. Like, you want to inspire your coaches and – you want to let them know that you are there to better them also, because if they write this ship, it's not just just Jeff Saturday that could possibly be in line for jobs. Everybody could be in line for a promotion. Parks Frazier could become a full-time OC. Reggie Wayne could move up to a bigger role. You know, Scotty Montgomery could Gus Bradley could get a head coaching gig off of the defensive performance. Like, there's so many other people's livelihoods at stake. So, Whenever you come in and you make those people believe, this benefits everybody. So that's to me what I expect is I expect the fire, the passion, the realness to come through. Um, and it, it doesn't have to be an X's and O's thing. That's why you have people in place. Yeah, I agree with you, Landon. Uh, energy I want to see out of Jeff Saturday and not Jim. Uh, I, I want to see I want to see that. I'm going to piggyback pretty much off you. I want to see that energy. Oh, uh, I want to see that, you know, that passion on the sideline that he has in that press conference because that'll boost up not only the crowd, but that'll boost up your players too. I mean, if somebody's out of line or if somebody does something wrong, pull them to the side, talk to them, pep them up, and get them back out there on the field and they'll play better. I want to see that type of coach and that type of feeling. Uh, I think the energy is a, a huge role for the Colts moving forward in this last stretch if they want to have some type of miracle to make the playoff. I think the energy from the head coach and how he's going to prepare these guys to play in the game is going to be huge. And that's what I want to see personally from Jeff Saturday because I know he can do it because that's the type of energy he brings already. So I think him being vocal enough will probably inspire this offense out of anything to be better. I don't think he's coming in. I wouldn't say he's not coming in to do some X's and O's. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame center, Super Bowl winning center. He knows X's and O's. He, he, know, he knows that stuff. Is he gonna be, you know, doing any of that? I don't, I don't think so. In terms of why was Reggie Wayne passed over? I mean, he had just as much play calling experience as Jeff Saturday did. So um, he's been he started his coaching career just four months ago, and to go from to go from advocate for Colts, receivers coach, and then a play caller in the span of five months. That would be insane. So Parks Frazier was was the good choice. 
there were others like Scott Milanovic, quarterbacks coach. He he's been a play caller before, and I I actually didn't know this, but the last game that he called plays for, do you guys happen to know what game that was? Yeah, it was Jacksonville, right? It was Jacksonville. Jaguars? Yeah. The last game that he called plays in was when Jacksonville beat Indianapolis 6 to 0 in 2018. Yeah. I'm like, wow, what what, what are the coincidences? So, I I don't have a problem with Parks Frazier uh getting the job at, at all, getting getting the play caller spot, have have no problem with it. I think well, also said all- too, well, also too to point out with Parks being hired, it also allows these guys he was like as weird as this is to sound. He was in the least crucial spot to elevate a guy from, as in he could come up and call the plays. Obviously, a very smart guy. He has the most familiarity with it, but it allows you to keep these guys in their position as quarterback coach, as running back coach, as wide receiver coach. And you have a collaborative effort there. So you're not, you know, moving a position coach. It's the same reason why Chris Strauss hasn't been fired. It's hard to find position coaches in season to come in. I mean, it's just, it's hard. So this allows everybody else to keep the same job that they've had since the beginning of the year with OTAs and all that. And it's like the least, I guess, shake up type of move that they have. Plus Parks is a smart guy. So we'll see how it happens. But underrated point I just wanted to bring up real quick. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We always want that insider knowledge uh, here on the Blue Sable Podcast for, for everybody, obviously. So I think there's not a lot more. I don't want to keep beating the same old drum that that we're going to have plenty of time to talk about, really. Uh, I, I don't think we need to get into the Rooney rule at all. We'll, we'll, we can discuss that at a later point in time in the next month or so. But to get into the game, the Colts have a game. Of all the craziness going on, I've kind of forgotten the Colts play football on Sunday. They played the Las Vegas Raiders, obviously. I made that mistake. Look, man, I grew up there with the Oakland Raiders to me. It just slips out at at times. So Um, the Las Vegas Raiders, and, well, it's almost like a good thing for the Colts, but obviously it's not ever a good thing when guys are injured. Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, guys, those guys will be uh, were put on IR, so they will not be in this game. So I think getting into the preview now, look, Las Vegas is two and six. I think talent-wise, they should be better. But then again, they are led by Josh McDaniels. So does this surprise me? No, it doesn't. But also, Josh Josh McDaniels has more pedigree in the league than a Jeff Saturday. So Derek Carr versus Sam Ellinger. I, I assume Devontae Adams versus Stephon Gilmore, which I think would be a great matchup. I'm ready to see that. But in overall, Raiders offense, Colts defense, man, I I don't know, man. I, I think I gotta give Derek Carr the 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 green light on this one. He's he has torched the Indianapolis Colts in his career, even in losses. He gets his when their Derek Carr comes to the fight with the Indianapolis Colts win or lose he takes some flesh with him and that has been his MO against the Colts he has always played spoiler he has made he's just pulled rabbits out of the hat it it seems like now there is no Hunter Renfro to take Kenny Moore's lunch money in this game but well I mean I don't want to speak too soon because 
who knows, Kenny Moore, the inconsistency. It could be great. It could be bad. But hopefully, wow, I almost said hopefully it's good. Like, we, I, like I don't want us to tank. But defensive-wise, Landon, what would you say for this game? If you're coming here, you know Darren Waller's not going to play. You know Hunter Renfro's not going to play. There's a Josh Jacobs. There's a Devontae Adams. Defensively, got to ask, what, how would you attack this, knowing their weaknesses right now? As weird as this is the sounds, I would make them throw the ball. Uh, Josh Jacobs has been fantastic um, this year. That's really – he's been the engine for their offense. He's He's been the entire engine. Um, and it's one of those things where you look at it from the aspect of, you know, they don't have a great offensive line as far as pass protection goes. So, you know, they, they're a bunch of road graders. Well, that kind of plays into the Colts' hands. You know, the you know the Colts are really good at stopping the run, especially with Quiddy Payback now. Um, and we saw that last week against Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, you know, that's one thing the defense did is show up, and they're starting to get pressure on the quarterback. Uh, so that's what I would do is, you know, he's down two weapons now. His safety blankets is, you know, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. They're both out of this game. He still has, you know, Devontae Adams, but you could basically try to double him as best as possible. I mean, like there's not really a good way to take Devontae Adams out of a game because he's such a great player, but it could be one of those things to say, okay, you're not going to run all over us, okay? So what we're going to do is we're going to bracket Devontae Adams, we're going to put Stephon Gilmore on him. We're going to keep a safety over top so he doesn't get loose. And then we're going to make you beat us with, you know, a ragtag group of other receivers. Um, and Derek Carr has made some really bad decisions this year. He's not played great football. So I think that's their key to success on the defense. I'm not worried about the defensive side of the ball at all in this in this matchup. Uh, I think there's a lot of things that point to them you know, outside of being put in short fields because of turnovers on offense, there's a lot of things that point to the defense being successful successful this week. Yeah, absolutely. I agree, too. Um, the defense has never been an issue. I think we all can agree to that. Uh, they've been playing pretty well, no matter how the record looks. When you watch the game, you could just be like, oh, man, this defense is, you know, is here. This is the only giving life of for the Colts. And you understand, you were like, Okay, there's no way the coach should be losing the game when the defense plays like this. But then when you understand that the offense and how poorly they play and how it keeps the defense on the field and they get gassed and then something miraculous happens and they wind up getting scored on, it's because they've been on the field half the game and the offense can't do anything on the opposite side. So I think the defense is going to play pretty well. Of course, Adams is going to get his numbers every now and then, but I don't think that'll be a deciding factor uh, for this game. Like I said, if it comes down to it, of course, we're going to force them to throw like Landon said. But I would say send some heat. I definitely send some extra blitzers, if anything, to try to make Carr uncomfortable back there. Uh, he could probably be a little bit mobile, but I'm pretty sure we can probably contain that as well as possible. But um, definitely send the heat on the defensive side to try to make Carr uncomfortable. As as Landon said, again, he's made a few passes. I mean, Carr's not the perfect quarterback as we would want him to be. Um, but I think I think for sure we can make him uncomfortable and give us some type of advantage and get us in good field position so the offense can try to do something. Yeah, I, I just don't have any worries about the defense personally. I think the pass rush is a little bit better. This is going to be Yannick Ngakwe. I mean, he's had a chance at a few revenge games and has come up small, but this is going to be a, a sort of revenge game. For Yannick Ngakwe, this is the team that traded him out. This is the team that got rid of him. So 
you know, they signed they signed his replacement. And then what was it the same day? A couple hours later, you trade him out. So be pissed, Yannick Ngakwe. Go get after Derek Carr. Beat that Colton Miller on the left side. I don't think you will, but beat him. You played against him last year in practice. You, you got, you know his tendency. You know his strength. So I trust the defense in this matchup. Again, it's Derek Carr. He can make some stuff happen with his legs. He can make some throws on the move. I'm really scared for what he will do in this game on the run, improvising, going off script. I, I'm I'm not necessarily scared but just that element of the game the offense really put some fear in my heart in terms of how many points can we limit them to guys i i see this game being a low scoring game to to, to be quite honest with you both good and, and both good and bad reasons for that and obviously the defense is a good one so anything else on, on this matchup before we move over to the offense no. Okay. All right. Let's get it. So turning it over. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Over now, Bernard Ryman, the the young guy, gonna be at left tackle. He's in trouble, whatever, whoever he faces. Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, you, you name it. I'm pretty sure they're gonna try and attack that guy. Now, I wouldn't be surprised to see a little bit more Max Crosby on that side. Because Bernard Ryman has shown he struggles with some power rushers. Max Crosby is a little bit all around. He struggles with power, struggles with some speed at times. But nonetheless, the young guy is getting the spot. So now this is where we start getting getting a little bit. Uh, it's, uh, you, don't, you're, you never look forward to this segment of, of the game preview, right? So Marcus, the Colts. The uh, offense going up against a defense who is not only good at rushing the passer. Okay. They got a couple good linebackers. That's right? that's not, that's not true. Don't disrespect Jayon Brown like that, bro. Don't, don't. No, I'm saying they're not good at rushing the passer. Jayon. Oh, oh, rushing. Okay. Cause you said that after linebackers, I was like, wait, hold on, hold on. Let, let's pump the brakes here. Yeah. And then they, you they, got they, a they, secondary who is, First off, Rockyston's going to be pissed off, or or maybe not. I don't know. He went from crappy situation to crappy situation. But nonetheless, he's going to be matched up with Michael Pittman, Trayvon Merrick, TCU. He knows how to do things back there on the back end. Marcus, let me hand the keys over to you first. I'm going to how be sad. Going? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be sad, man, because – if anyone knows how much of a Rocky Sin fan I was since we drafted him, I loved Rocky Sin. No matter how bad he played his rookie year, but he's been improving every moment since then. And I, I've stepped, I slammed the table. I was like, just give him a chance. He's going to get his moment. And then we trade him away. I, I literally almost cried that day. I did. I was speechless. I didn't even tweet. But um, he's been given his chance in Las Vegas 
That's all he wanted was a shot. Like, he really got his moment out there. He's getting the reps, and he's out there performing, locking up. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I seen him going up one-on-one against Devontae Adams in camp and practices, and he locking him down. And I was like, yeah, he's going to be that guy. Lock your sin. He's going to live up to that nickname. And now we got to see him in the same season we traded him. And he's going to be going up against Michael Pittman Jr. I want to see if he's going to travel everywhere he goes. I want to see that for sure. Maybe they ro- rotate him out. Uh, depending on how the scheme goes, I'm pretty sure y'all probably have a better answer than I do. But, I mean, Rockison is definitely a guy I'm going to be looking forward to watching uh, this game. I'm definitely trying to see how Chandler Jones and those guys uh, play against this offensive line, even though we mentioned how poorly they've been this season. So, you mean, it can be it, it can go either way. We mentioned, we see how Judon terrorizes last week. Uh, it can definitely be something like that this week if the offensive line doesn't wake up with Saturday. But I'm looking forward to see what type of passing uh, passing coverages the Raiders do against the Colts and see how the how the Colts can draw something up and get past it uh, for sure. But I'm definitely looking forward to that matchup for Rocky Sin and Michael Pittman Jr. All right. So let's get into some points here about the Raiders because this is like weakness on weakness. Um, 32nd in takeaways, 32nd in sacks, 28th in pressure percentage, 32nd in red zone defense. 32nd in opposing quarterback rating, 32nd in opposing quarterback completion percentage, and 27th in points per game allowed. If you cannot get it going against the Raiders' defense, we are in trouble. Um, This is a team that, you know, despite having Chandler Jones and, um, you know, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones is much more name than production right now. He has been one of the biggest disappointments as far as off-season moves in the league. Um, now, Rocky Asin's played really good ball. I'm so happy for him. He's he's awesome. But the rest of that secondary has not been great. Um, Max Crosby's pretty much carrying the defensive line by himself right now. And I think Raymond, you know, I think it's great for Raymond to get these reps in right now. This is like reps are invaluable for offensive tackles, especially somebody as raw as he is. Um, I mean, like he's going to struggle. It's, it's part of it. You have these, the biggest issue with offensive tackles coming out of college is they're just so raw because they don't get the practice time that guys used to get. You have 14 padded practices all year long that you're allowed to take part in. And it's hard to play and learn offensive tackle when you're not wearing pads and hitting guys. I mean, it's just, it's, it's hard. So Getting reps in game, that's why you see guys like Christian Darisol struggle. Um, Andrew Thomas, they struggle. And then, you know, year two or year three, they're, some of, they're two of the best tackles in football. Uh, and I'm not saying Raymond, you know, could is going to be that. I mean, he could be. He's got some really great, you know, traits and stuff. But um, reps are invaluable for guys like that. So I'm excited they made that move. Um, what I'm curious to see is whether they make the full-time replacement of Matt Pryor along that offensive line. They go to Will Fries, which to me is not really that huge of an upgrade because I think Will Fries has some issues too. Um, struggles with play strength. He's not moving anybody off the ball. But uh, I, I'm curious to see how this offensive line looks from a personnel standpoint and from a way that they attack. Because I do, I do think Parks Frazier is going to be a little bit more keen on getting Sam Ellinger out of the pocket, maybe, you know, moving the pocket a little bit more, maybe more naked boots, you know, RPOs. We'll see what happens because that's the thing is it's the great unknown. Nobody knows. So 
this is a great test for your offense to come out, do some things, get some things rolling, because this Raiders defense is B-A-D bad. Um, and I, I'm, I'm curious to see. I, I don't know what the scheme is going to look like. I imagine it's not really that much different than Frank's, like complete, to be completely honest. And I think Frank did some good things. Obviously, New England, there was not good things at all like that was such a bad like oof there's a lot of stuff but i'll say this in defense of frank a lot of it he had to scheme around his offensive line and his quarterback making you got a sixth round quarterback making his second start i mean you're you're not going to be able to throw out there all this big stuff and the wide receivers were bad the tight ends were bad like as much praise as we've given alec pierce over this year he was bad in new England, like really bad. Um, these guys aren't blocking the tight ends can't block worth a shit. Like there's nothing that annoys me more than tight ends who cannot block. Like I, I hate it. And I know like we're in this new age of like, you want the Kyle Pitts and the Travis Kelsey's. And I think Travis Kelsey can block, but man, like, I don't know. It's, we we have big wide receivers, okay? Like, I want some guys that can block in the run game, that'll get after guys. And we have big wide receivers that don't block. What Like, I don't understand, like, where the, the fire is and, like, the passion that these guys had last year in the run game is completely gone. And maybe hopefully having Jonathan Taylor back will alleviate some of that. Like, I'm excited to see how these guys get after it. You know, Taylor's going to be back. So, you know, there's going to be plays – to be made in this game and i do think they lean heavily on the run game i like i really do if you are a run the damn ball person i have a feeling you're going to love this raiders game and if you love passing the ball you're gonna hate it you're you're gonna hate it um and that's just my prediction on what's gonna happen that doesn't mean i'm right doesn't mean i'm wrong nobody knows right now but um yeah i that's just kind of like the way i view it it's like this is a great test to see exactly where you're going to go because you're not you're going to go up against by all accounts the worst defense in football right now so uh yeah we'll we'll see how it goes i'm excited is ashton Doolin playing no uh, i know he was activated but i don't, I don't know if he's oh. he's been activated to the active roster yet yeah because if he does i think that'll help with your blocking scenario <laughs> yeah, we won't know, I think, until Saturday when they make that final that final decision there. Um Yeah. But you know who is playing on Saturday, Marcus? Mo Ali Cox. Go We're start. We're saved. We're saved. Um, you see, this this is where I'm at in this season. Landon is sitting here talking about, oh, it could be a bad thing. Is it a bad thing or is it a good thing? Like, is it a bad thing that it's a bad thing or is it a good thing that it's a bad thing? This is where I'm at in this season. Uh, but in terms of just trying to win, I know what he's trying to say. In terms of just trying to win, he, he's right on, on all accounts. So this is a game where with Parks, again, this is a guy. He's been learning under Frank Reich. What has he learned from Frank Reich? And are you going to get maybe a little bit of the same play caller again? Frank Reich was a really good play designer. I think he was a really good offensive mind. The offensive line is just the biggest problem in the entire with the entire playbook. Like 
not not one play accounts for having a bottom five offensive line. That that's just not it. So in this game, I'm I'm excited to see it. You know, this is bad team against bad team. Obviously, a lot of ratings are going to hit for this game. So, uh, I don't know, man. I haven't made my mind up yet for predictions, but it just goes to show you where if Sam Ellinger, th this is a question that I have in this game. Matt Ryan is back to practicing, okay? If Sam Ellinger is struggling in the first half, and you're within striking distance, like you're losing by maybe three points. Does Jeff Saturday put in Matt Ryan? Does he start those guys? I mean, logically, from the outside, you're starting a sixth-round rookie over an MVP Hall of Fame quarterback and a Super Bowl MVP. That's who he's starting over. So could we see Matt? Could we see Nick? That's kind of my question now in the jeff saturday era for the next couple months for the next two months is well two and a half months is what what will that decision be when sam ellinger is not playing well is he going to get pulled or are you just going to keep going with the young guy keep playing him because i don't know man i'm kind of checked out I don't think you need to see Nick Foles, but I don't think Jeff Saturday agrees with that. I don't think you need to see Matt Ryan anymore. And I don't think Jeff Saturday agrees with that. So are y'all for Sam Ellinger starting the rest of the year, no matter what, or do y'all, well, that, that I'm asking that question was for your personal opinion. Do you guys believe Jeff Saturday will start Nick Foles or Matt Ryan at any point this season? Landon. Um, sheesh. That's tough because everything I've been told has been flipped on its head. Um, you know, we had the article come out the other day where, um, you know, Jim Ursay was speaking to Bob Kravitz and Mike Chappell and said, you know, he's not opposed to playing Matt Ryan again and all the, and, you know, he put the benching of Matt Ryan completely on Frank Reich uh, and said that it was Frank's decision. Um, I can tell you right now that's wait, 100%. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. He said what? I, I haven't oh, caught that article. You haven't read the – oh, okay. All right, so let me yeah, let me pull the quote up real quick here. I'll I'll read it per quote. Um, So this is on the benching. Uh, Ursay said Tuesday night that's not going to be the case moving forward. He's open to the idea of playing any of the three quarterbacks, Ryan, Elliger, or Foles. Per quote. When Chris, Frank, and I decided to go with Sam, Frank wanted to name him quarterback for the year. But I said, look, we have three quarterbacks. We need to use them all to win this year. If we decide to make a change, we'll make a change. It's not something we're locked into. We're going with Sam with his mobility and his playmaking since we're struggling in pass protection and moving the ball. And that's all we decided to do. There was never a notion that you wouldn't go to Nick or Matt later in the season when Matt Ryan's shoulder is healthy. They're all available to help us win bottom line. It's been about whoever can help us win moving forward. We're going with Sam. If there's a notion for Jeff to make a change, that's Jeff's prerogative as it was always Frank's prerogative. It's wrong to say that I mandated the move to Ellinger and it's wrong to say that they can't go to the other guy. End quote. I'm glad I could break that to you live on this show, by the way. Thank you, Landon.
Go ahead. Uh, go off. Let's 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 go. He said that. Yeah, he yeah. That's per quote from Jim Ursay to Bob Kravitz. It's in the article on the athletic. Go check out the article. Um it, yeah. Lot of, he lot said of, it would of... be wrong to think that he had anything to do with that. Yes, he said it the was decision Frank's came decision. from him. Yes. Like if you don't want to take it from me, just little old Michael. Okay. Go to Stephen Holder. Go to Zach Kiefer. Go to Kevin Bowen. They to have confirmed this came from Jim Ursay. Subscribe to them. You can read the article from Bob Kravitz. I've posted it under Mike's Twitter comment. Um, and then you also get articles from guys, you know, like James Boyd, Zach Kiefer, obviously. You get plenty of other fantastic stuff. You know, if you're into fantasy, they do lots of stuff. The athletic's incredible. Awesome. Um, so yeah, yeah go I gotta check, check it out. out. I didn't I didn't mean to snipe Bob's article there, you know, but yeah, like it, it's stuff that needs to be out there like in, in public because a lot of people that aren't subscribed, they don't know that their owner is going behind, you know, these articles and, and he's taking pot shots at Frank on his way out. And it's not a good look. And a lot of people around the league have noticed that. But like you said. You know, I know Marcus is down there. He's just like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. So uh, let's let's get into some Raiders predictions here. Yeah, let, let's get into some Raiders predictions. Marcus, I think we lost Marcus. Marcus, you still alive? I'm still here. <laughs> what you got this weekend, man? I got the Raiders winning. Um, I don't see the Colts winning this game. I don't see them winning any games. Uh, I definitely see it for the developmental level to see how they can look moving forward and see who they want to keep moving forward as well uh, at the end of the year. But uh, talent-wise, we got talent, but I don't think it'll pan out for the rest of the season. So I'm going to pick the opposing teams to win this. Uh, the Raiders win probably by 14. By 14? Oh. Be 14 nothing. <laughs> Three if we get lucky. Three if we get lucky. Three if we get lucky. I don't know, man. I think they can get more than three. Landon, where uh, where are you going for this game? Um, man, I I want to pick Indy because I I really do believe in Jeff as a person and as a, as a former player, and I think he does have the stuff to be a successful head coach. Um, but to me, this the issues wasn't they weren't necessarily with coaching. It was more about personnel, um, and and development of young guys and relying on guys. Uh, to play big roles that were not ready for big roles. So, yeah, I mean, you still have, you know, bad offensive line play. We'll see if that improves. Hopefully they bench Matt Pryor and it can improve a little bit. Um, but, man, like, as bad as things are, like, I, I do still think, obviously, the Raiders have the better quarterback in this matchup. They have the best wide receiver in this matchup. Um they have the best, better running game as of right now in this matchup. And, you know, granted the Colts have the better defense, but I just don't trust this offense yet. I need to see what it's going to look like. I'm not saying it's impossible for Indy to come out there and win, but I'm going to pick the Raiders in this one. Uh, and I'll go with a score of, let's see, I'll do 17 to 7. Okay, okay, okay. I think, the, I think Indy gets into the end zone at least once. They at least get in the end zone. Okay. Yeah, I think they're right. getting at least once. Okay. Do you think they have more fun at the casino or in the game? 
<laughs> I don't think they're having fun at all right now. Okay, that's fair too. So I'm going to go with the Raiders uh, in this game. Again, I just think Derek Carr, for whatever reason, he gets up for the Colts. He 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 puts his best play together for the Colts. And I think he'll, he'll do some of that magic. Uh, I, I do trust our defense. Uh, to step up in this game to play winning football. But then again, you got to have an offense to back you up. And like Landon said, just because Frank Reich is gone, don't expect the offensive line to just allow zero pressures and zero sacks. This is still the same problem that was before Frank Reich was let go. So until they, until they prove they can figure it out, I'm, I'm just not a believer in it, man. I'm just not a believer that this is the year that Quentin Nelson gets it together Ryan Kelly doesn't get it together. I, I think those two just need a healthy offseason and just really get their bodies right. So I'm going to go with the Raiders. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, I, I think it, I, I'm hoping at least entertaining, right? I'm at least hoping, hoping for some entertainment. So I'm going to go with the Raiders. I think indie defense keeps them out of the end zone. I think they keep them out of the end zone. I'm going to go 15 to 10. The Raiders win. I'll go 15 to 10. Such a weird score. Such a weird score. Hey, this is a weird season. So embrace weird, right? So (laughs) other than that, guys, thank you for listening to this show. We will be back at you uh, once again after the game Sunday night uh, with our reaction to that game. Hopefully, or no, they win. Hopefully they win. No? Yes? No? Embrace the tank? Yeah. So <laughs> other than that, guys, have a good one. We'll see you Sunday. And remember, go Colts. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.